Today we're talking about sales openers versus closers for agencies. And I'm really excited to have Dan Morris from Mind Racer Consulting on the show. How are you doing today, Dan? It's great to have you. Good morning, Kelly. I'm doing great, thank you. And you? I'm doing fantastic because I'm talking to you, my new friend. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Dan's actually got this great mission of helping a thousand businesses to achieve a million dollars in top line revenue over the next couple of years. And so, you know, our we've, we've just met a, a couple months ago and our, I think our values and, and our approaches are so aligned. So I'm really looking forward to this discussion. Yeah, me too. I've been looking forward to this. It's a, a really good opportunity to have a chat about something that just seemed to click when we first met and uh, really excited to share this. Yeah, it's been uh, really interesting to discuss so far. Yeah. So um, what we're talking about today is really this idea that most agencies, whether they're creative, media, technology agencies, um, they think about, well, first of all, they think about sales as a, as a four-letter word. Uh, we don't like to use the S word in the agency world, right? right. Um, so we call it business development. And yeah. one of the things that um, we typically focus on in the agency world is how do I get a good closer? And what you sort of enlightened me about was the fact that we're not having enough conversations about finding great openers. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start off talking a little bit about that, um, you know, where you kind of, uh, I won't say discovered this, but where you kind of came from with this idea and why it's especially important for agency leaders to mm. really grasp onto this concept. Yeah, cool. So it comes from personal experience. Um way back in the day when I was first cutting my teeth in an agency, I was a salesperson, but I was actually hired to book appointments for the sales director. The sales director is an awesome closer. He's somebody who was really strategic and could really get under the hood with the client and was able to bring in big accounts all the time and do it with a big smile on his face. And they hired me to, to fill his calendar with appointments. And you know, Short story on that is I only ended up doing that for about three weeks before transitioning into a sales <laughs> role. But, but actually, yeah, the, the door opening mindset was was how I was brought into that agency. And so I would do a bit of research and I'd call people up and I'd get them on the phone and we'd give them a good reason why we'd want to come and meet them. And, and I kept doing that. And even when I was promoted to be a salesperson, that's what I kept doing. But I, I wasn't closing that many deals. And I couldn't work out why, because I always go in with my preparation and lots of good reasons and a great chat. And I went with a sales trainer and he actually observed what I was doing. And uh, we went for lunch after I'd been to this big meeting. He said, how did that go down? How, how was it? And I'm like, yeah, it was awesome. I think they really liked the agency. I think they liked what we were doing. They really liked what, what we were trying to paint the picture of the future for them. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, what did you forget to do? I don't know, Tom. I'm not sure. And he goes, did you ask for the business? No. And in that split second, it changed my entire mindset on, oh, yeah, actually, we've got to be doing business for them to experience value. <laughs> yeah, they, they want to do all these things with us, but I didn't, I didn't make that natural close. And so what I've observed ever since is, you know, I can, I can show people um, how to be better researchers. I can show people how to find better reasons to get in the door. Um, but as I've been working with more and more early stage businesses over the last few years in consulting and working with startups. I found that founders especially want to hire a closer uh, because you know there's a lot of time and effort involved in selling and they want to take their closing role off of themselves. But what they don't take into account is that founders are 
normally great openers because they're so passionate about their business and they just naturally talk with great uh, passion and, and they know all the details about their business whenever they meet somebody. So they're openers anyway. And they hire a closer to go close more deals. But maybe they've actually just hired into somebody who's got a blind spot. Maybe that person has been great in a larger agency before and they've been supported by amazing marketing. Or maybe they've been supported by somebody who was introducing them as business development is often referrals and networks, right? So you know, if you just hire somebody who's good at closing deals when they're brought to you and your agency needs somebody who can go and open doors because you don't yet have that brand or a huge marketing machine, then you're leaving yourself with a blind spot and setting that person up to fail. So the, the clarification is that if you feel like you're not getting enough cold leads anyway, then you need an opener. If you feel like you're getting loads of leads and you actually need somebody just to work through that process and close them, then you might need a closer. But be clear about which one it is because you set people up to fail if they're not the right person. And this was why it was such an interesting discussion when we started chatting about it over lunch that day because I don't think that agencies understand the differences. They just think a biz dev person should do it all. And, you know, what you're saying is that there are actually characteristics and there are things that people are great at on the one end, you know, the, the opening end versus the closing end. Mm. So, so let's talk a little bit about the characteristics um, of a great opener. Like if an agency leader is listening to this and they're thinking, yeah, I, yes, we have, you know, some referrals and we have some word of mouth and we have a couple of leads coming in, but we'd love to have more of the conversations with the, um, you know, from an account-based marketing perspective, we want to target these top 50 agencies, mm -hmm. not agencies, but clients, uh, that we want to go after. Mm -hmm. And maybe it is an opener. What kind of personality or what kind of characteristics should they be looking for when they're thinking about hiring the right opening candidate? Yeah. So it's somebody who really enjoys researching the depths of the account, right? So they're going to have a history of getting into accounts somehow, right? They might have been doing business development themselves before, but not closing deals. And the, the world of software has got this down to a, a pretty good T right now. There's a role out there called the sales development rep. And they're actually tasked with researching verticals and going and opening conversations and doing a discovery call, but not closing the deal. And so you might find somebody who's already been doing a role like that within a software company, within a vertical that you want to talk to. That could work pretty well because they're naturally they incentivized on just booking meetings. And, you know, somebody might want to come away from that world and into potentially it's a creative agency or something similar. And there's a discussion to be had there because they can have a bigger impact on a smaller business. Or if you want to build a team of these people, you know, they're all they're all aspirational and want to get into sales roles eventually and if you're working with the kind of brands that they want to work with then you know fundamentally you can get that opener into the door teach them how you close when they when you've got a warm lead and you can develop them in, into the business right it's unusual but it, it does exist that SDRs or, or openers would actually stay as openers for a long period of time um, yeah there's a management role for them there as well for people who like doing that all the time want to teach other people how to do it uh, but you know your hardcore always be closing sales manager is quite different uh, than the person who's like let's get these people passionate about talking to us right, right. yeah I and I, I used to be a big fan of the always be closing mindset and uh, I think you've kind of turned that around for me it's you know always <laughs> be having conversations yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah. the the people that really fly in this role are sort of the natural sharers of information. They've always got a fact. They've always got a bit of info there. They're, they're really interesting to talk to, but they're not really asking for anything. Like they're, they're sort of a natural educator. Uh, you know, hey, let's have a conversation about, uh, because they're really passionate about it. That's a great person to get a phone call from. Right. You get a phone call from somebody who's like, you must buy feature right now. That's not the type of sales that necessarily works for building a new relationship with somebody that you want to really work with in the long term. Yeah, if you've got a product that's 99 cents, you have to do that. But if you're building an agency relationship with a client, it's different, right? Totally different, yeah. Um, one of the things that we talked about also was this this idea of, you know, the opener needs the closer, the closer needs the opener, and then how that actually transcends into making the entire... I don't want to say sales process, but we'll just call it that for now. Mm-hmm. Um, making that entire sales process one that gets you to the point or gets your agency to the point where the contract and even the pricing is much less of a negotiation um, and much less a part of the conversation. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to uh, pivot a little bit and go in that direction. Yeah, cool. So. Um... I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. The other night, yeah. uh, a couple of nights ago, I was hosting a dinner with, with some friends and we did sort of a, a Jeffersonian style. Uh, we were talking about all the problems that you have when you hire sales, first of all, right? And a lot, so many people have had the experience of hiring a bad salesperson, right? But actually, was the experience that the onboarding for that salesperson was unsuccessful because they just wanted to have a closer or you know they really wanted somebody who wasn't a fit for the role that they needed and it's it's really about um painting a picture of what that future looks like when you're working together if you've got an idea of a shared future that works better than what they've got at the moment then the contract's just something that happens along the way like the contract the, the work starts and the deliverables begin when that contract's signed and a lot of closers will focus only on getting that contract through the door. But especially in agency businesses, often that person's managing a relationship with that client on an ongoing basis as well. So the first contract is only the the time when they really start spending even more time together. So if you get somebody who's hardcore about getting that first deal in the door, it might be a bit too rough. Whereas actually, if you're having a conversation about here's clients we've worked with for five years in this industry, I thought you might like to have a discussion about uh, where the industry's going or we're doing an educational um, seminar seminar about XYZ. Would you like a seat? Would you like to come? Uh, how can we help? You know, the more you want to just help people, the more naturally people will come to you. Um, sales is very different than it was even a couple of years ago. Yeah, I agree. The content you're putting out there on any of your social channels, people are going to have a look at that. Uh, you know, they're going to qualify a lot of people out. And if you're being too aggressive and not having a helpful conversation about what you're really good at, it's not going to be a fit in the long term anyway. Uh, so, you know, a, a contract for me these days is is really, I think always that has, has just been a, an event on the, the timeline. It's something that is along the way. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting the way that you think about that, and because of your past experiences, you have just a completely different mindset about that. Because I think most people, most people in the agency world, think about you know the, the contract as this holy grail, the thing that we have to like push through, and it's this forced thing. 
And if we can get them to sign the contract, then we've got them. Mm. And I think it's, um, it's just the wrong mindset. You know, what you're talking about from what I'm hearing is more having those conversations, asking a lot more than you're talking, right? Listening a lot more than you're talking, adding value where you can, you know, imparting your expertise within reason. Obviously you want to hold some of that expertise because that's what they're paying for. But at the end of the day, I mean, that contract and, and even the pricing and all of that really is just sort of a little blip because they understand through this whole conversational process that you are the right fit, you know, that you actually care, that you have the expertise, that you have the, the clients, the history um, of that success, and, and you can solve their pain points and their problems like you've done for other people. So it becomes like, oh, a necessary or just a, a natural extension, like you're saying. Of yeah. course, we're going to sign it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if the opener has a, a, a cool and calm conversation with a prospect and they're having a discussion around a change in the industry that's happening that the agency can help with, or, yeah. or you know, a, a recent experience that they're, they've researched and they can see the client has had. Uh, and or they, a recent um, event that the agency's been able to help out with, or something like that, and they can agree that that's a challenge for the company. Then, yeah, the next part of that is look, you know, if you could paint a perfect future, what would be your criteria for being really satisfied six or twelve months down the line? And if you get that out there really early, uh, then they, they'll begin to work with you on. Oh, hang on a minute, we both need to make some changes in order for this six or twelve month timeline to really work. If I was to look back 12 months from now, what would make you feel really satisfied with a future relationship with your agency? That gives you a very different answer than what do you want today? And then if you're confident you can align with those criteria, then the negotiation piece is, it just becomes much less about deliverables and much more about the relationship and how you're really going to build a team around them. And then once that first contract is, is done and we're all focused on how we're getting to that 12 month point or beyond, um, I've seen that reduce friction a lot. And even when you do get a legal negotiation, you can, even if an external legal gets involved, which happens sometimes, yep. uh, you can then still go, hang on a minute, we, we've been working together on this all the way through. We agreed that in order for you to be satisfied, X, Y, Z needed to be present. Here they are. Um, so we don't need to negotiate those pieces anymore. And right. having your friend who you've been negotiating with all the way through in the room helping you work through their own legal processes has been a really powerful way of doing that. Establish the criteria of satisfaction, relate those to the contract, relate those to your future, and you'll find the contract is much less of a pain point and much more of a facilitation to move you into the relationship. Yeah, and just to um, start wrapping up a little bit, uh, diving into that, you know, what does success look like for the client 12 months out? I love that because that tells me exactly what I need to reiterate to them throughout the process, right? Reminding them of the words that literally came out of their mouth. Remember when you said, this is what the vision looks like? Yeah. You know, we're aligned on that and just reminding them that that's where they said that they wanted to go and that yeah. I'm there to help them. Um, I think that's great because, and that's where I was coming from before with doing a lot more of the asking and the, and the listening than the talking necessarily, you know, mm -hmm. that outbound. Um, because I think that people give you a tremendous amount of information when you ask the right questions and then you sit back and you just let them, you know, kind of tell you what they want out of the engagement. Yeah. And then, like you said, if you feel like you can fulfill those requests and, and 
get them there, then it's smooth sailing. So. I think, you know, the, the North Star on this is to go from vendor to partner. Uh, oh, I hate the V word. I hate the V word. Right? But, you know, that's the, the worst. It's a mindset <laughs> that people definitely have. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I've, I've even seen it very recently um, in a particular pitch that I walked into with a client and they were having this amazing onboarding day for a whole lot of new customers. Uh, sorry, a whole lot of new team members. And I said, hey, do you do this with partners? And they went, no. And, and I was just like, OK, that's an, that's an interesting one. You know, wouldn't it be great if we could get to that point where you look, we're doing this 12 month thing together. Let's yeah. get together and talk about that and, and be available and have that discussion. And it, that's about communication. And if communication is one of their criteria of satisfaction, you can come back to them all the time and say, hey, look, candor was one of the things we really established to something you want from your partner. We're here to tell you there's a change happening and we need to do something about it. Or here's an idea that can really move the needle for you. Let's work on it together. And, and I've seen that sort of thing, especially when we agreed on it all the way through that that's what they wanted. It lets the, the agency be much more forthright in what they're, they're suggesting you're doing, which means that creates upsell opportunities as well. Let's be really clear. Uh, you know, that, those sorts of relationships and that sort of candor, there's no kidding. When you've got that sort of candor, you can bring ideas much more easily than you can if you have to go, we would like to add another item to the contract. <laughs> like, wouldn't you like to work on this idea together? And with that sort of motivation and energy, that I've seen it move much easier towards getting additional budget as well. So you know, it really does align commercially, but also it's an easier client to serve if, if you're working in that partner mindset. At the end of this, though, you're really talking about um, ideal clients because even, you know, uh, I won't go so you know too much into the, the positioning conversation, which I tend to always do. But um, you know, it's really working with a client that is less risk averse, that is into the innovation, that is you know wanting to be that partner and wanting to come up with ideas to together, collaborate, and then see those things through. So yeah, just so you know, it's not you can't do this with every single. There are going to be a lot of clients that will push back on that. Absolutely agree. And, you know, the, the, the focal point for any sort of outreach from an opener has got to be not necessarily just the ideal type of company, but the ideal personas that you can identify who have got particular character a particular challenges, particular experience that you guys really resonate with. And you can research and find those people by facts and features in LinkedIn and so on. But then you'll know when you're talking to the right type of person who's a really great fit for the agency. And that's an ideal portrait for how you're going to get that kind of collaboration and, and communication. And the more research you can do to identify that persona based upon the existing clients you've got, the more likely your opener will be to succeed in creating those great opportunities. And the easier it will be for whoever in the business closes those leads. And then everyone in the business has an, has a, has an easier way of working with the people that you do bring in. That's definitely the ideal. And I, I know you're big on positioning <laughs> who you will help and how you will help them. Yeah. I totally align with that as well. We live in a beautiful big country with lots of opportunities and, and lots of people to talk to. What's the best refining you can do to give your opener the best chance of success and give the business the best chance of growth in, in the short, medium and long term? And, and that's the top of the project. Then finding people to cover your blind spots is the next and then enabling them by making sure if they're not a natural opener, you get an opener on the team as soon as you can. And if they're not a natural closer, then you get some training to help that person get a closer, or you bring in a closer to support them. Uh, 
those two bases need to be covered. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Dan, thank you so much. This was a great conversation. I know everyone who's listening or watching is going to get a lot out of it. So I appreciate it. And, um, you know, maybe come come back on the show, uh, you know, maybe in 2019. And maybe we can talk a little bit about personas and go a little bit more in depth with that. Yeah, for sure. That's one of my favorite conversations, too. <laughs> yep. Sure. Thank you, Kelly. Have a great right. day. <laughs> Cheers. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.